bit less long-winded and um, I came across an article that uh, I'm just gonna kind of bust bust out and um, talk through with you um, because I think it's relevant to some of the stuff that I want to cover in this podcast. Um, it's on entrepreneur.com, which is not a website or a magazine or whatever that I check out often. Um, but sometimes I, I, I run into stuff uh, that they publish that um, is interesting. And this one, 50 Reasons to Start Your Own Business, um, just kind of caught my eye. And I clicked on it and I figured I would, as I kind of read through some of these uh, quote unquote 50 reasons, um, I wanted to do that with you. And so I haven't really read this, but um, I'm going to, and you're going to get my kind of initial thoughts as I, as I read through, not all 50, I'm not going to go through all 50 reasons that the, the, the author lists, but I'll probably go through like 10 and just give my initial thoughts as to, yeah, like that's a good reason or um, maybe not. Uh, from my perspective, doesn't mean that anything I say is is gospel. Um, in fact, the the author is a guy named Jason Demers, and I'm not really all that familiar with him. But it says that he's founder and CEO of a company called Email Analytics, and he starts the article by saying, "Some people are destined to be entrepreneurs." Um, I, let me let me just butt in there. Uh, I think that he's, I think that that's true. I think that people are destined to be creative and I think all people are creative by nature. Um, I think I see entrepreneurship as just an extension of creativity. And, um, so therefore you don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. Um, uh, to be creative and all people are creative in one way or another. So, uh, I don't really think that anybody's destined to do anything. Um, but that's how he starts the article. Some people are destined to be entrepreneurs from the time they get through school or maybe even before that they're hungry to start a business and lead it to success. And they'll stop at nothing to make that dream a reality. He goes on, for others, starting a business is a scary, intimidating notion. There are too many unknowns to take the plunge. But if you're considering becoming an entrepreneur, don't forget all the benefits that go along with it. So he's setting this up as uh, 50 benefits to starting your own business instead of 50 reasons, or maybe it's a a blend of both. So he's going to mix benefits of starting a business with reasons to start a business. And first and foremost, uh, his, his number one, and I don't know if he ranks these in order or, 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 or not, but number one, flexibility, work your own hours. Um, I agree with that to an extent. I, I think that when you first start a business, um, there is some flexibility, but at the same time, you need to be, uh, you know, it, it may be your own, quote unquote, your own hours, but you need to be very, very disciplined. Um, I would say set your alarm at what, you know, if you left a job that required you to be up at 6 a.m. and now all of a sudden you're 
on your own and you're running a business either full-time or even let's say part-time, maybe it's just a side hustle, I would say set business hours um, and don't break those. Um, you know, every once in a while, yeah, you can, you can show up a little bit later cause you own the place. But, uh, in, in actuality, um, you know, set your alarm. I set my alarm every morning for it. It varies here and there, but right now I'm setting my alarm at five 30 in the morning to wake up, to knock out a kettlebell workout, um, or, you know, some, some cardio or a mix of kettlebell and cardio in my garage gym before going to work. And when my alarm goes off, it doesn't matter how tired I am. I am up, uh, in that garage, uh, working out because I know that I have to do that before I go to the office. Um, if I'm going to have a good day, so that that's what I do. So yeah, flexibility, I guess, work your own hours. Um, it is what it is. Number two, more spare time. And then in, uh, in parentheses, he puts eventually, more spare time eventually. Um, He then says, this is probably the longest explanation. Uh, He says, spend more time with with your family and friends, but note, this is only applicable once your business is established and you have employees handling the majority of necessary responsibilities. Don't expect to have more spare time until you reach this point. In fact, expect to have much less. He's right about that. Um, you know, when you first start a business, um, you don't even want to have spare time. You want to be busy. You know, successful business men and women and entrepreneurs, uh, they, you know, spare time means that you're not getting paid. And if you're not getting paid, uh, that leads to a, a really high level of anxiety. So, um, he says, spend more time with your family and friends. Yeah, I guess. But you know, when you first start a business, um, you should really be looking for and hunting down opportunities to not be busy. That should be your focus. Um, you know, work your ass off to find ways to work your ass off. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that's, you know, you have to work and work and work and work. Um, sometimes you have to, you know, the hardest work is finding actually the hardest work is getting the work in the beginning. So do keep that in mind. So you're going to be working just to get the work. Um, and then you have to, uh, complete the work. So, and then he says, this is only applicable once your business is established and you have employees handling the majority of necessary responsibilities. Dude, that is so far down the road from anybody that would be thinking about starting a business that I don't even think he should have listed it. Um, You know, it's a long walk from starting a business to having, uh, employees who are quote unquote handling the majority of necessary responsibilities. I'm not there yet. Uh, and I've been in business for years. Um, I see my role, uh, and my business partner's role, um, in our business. Uh, and you know, and I have side hustles and everything and I, I am, I handle all of the necessary responsibilities. Um, so I, you know, and I don't really see that changing, um, for, for a long, long time. So I disagree with number two. Okay. Number three, call the shots. Nobody else is going to set the rules. You are. Uh, 
True and false. Um, the market sets the rules. So, and also, just because you started the business doesn't mean you're the only business owner. So you can't just walk around calling the shots and thinking that you know people are just going to fall in line. Um, your clients are going to call the shots. Your customers are going to call the shots if you're running a good business. So um, I definitely disagree with number three, call the shots, other than the fact that you will be making critical decisions, um, you know, and you you have to step up and, and, and make those critical decisions. But that's not, I guess that could be a reason to start a business is you want to make these, these critical decisions and you're, and you're that confident, but, um, call, you know, quote unquote, call the shots is, is maybe a bad way of, of putting that. Um, number four, set your own deadlines. Again, I'm, I disagree with this one too. On most things that matter that you're getting paid for, which is what matters. Um, you're not setting those deadlines. Your clients are setting those deadlines. Your customers are setting those deadlines. Whoever's paying you is probably going to outline a certain timeline that they need to see results um, on, you know, for, for what they're paying you. So he says, uh, no more last minute rushing unless you want to do it. And I completely disagree with that, at least from my experience. Um, you know, I'm, I've, uh, I've taken on a lot of projects where, uh, I feel like there's a lot of last minute rushing, um, happening and I didn't want to do it. Um, but it was absolutely necessary. Um, so, you know, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know where you got that one. Um, number five, sell how you want to sell. And then he says, online, question mark, in-person, question mark, inbound, question mark, outbound, question mark, it's your call. Um, Agree to an extent. Uh, This podcast, for instance, is um, something, you know, uh, let's face it, you know, I'm talking to you guys and, and really just pouring out my thoughts. But at the end of the day, you know, this is an avenue to hopefully sell you, um, something. If, if you find enough value in my podcast, you'll probably check out some of the stuff that I do in business. And, you know, maybe at some point, if it, you know, if there's enough value there for you, you'll buy something from me or you'll buy something that I recommend that maybe I get paid on or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do agree with that because I decided to start this podcast. I, um, have decided to sell things via email marketing. Um, you know, one thing that I don't really like to do is, is picking up the phone and cold calling anymore. I used to do that for a living. Uh, and I do have that skill, but I feel like, you know, personally, that wouldn't be the best use of my time. And if I was working for somebody else and I had a boss who was, you know, definitely believed in uh, cold calling and, you know, selling over the phone, um, I'd probably have to do it uh, regardless of how I felt about it, if I thought it was ineffective or, you know, what. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with sell how you want to sell. Absolutely. Just make sure that you're selling. Um, number six create your own environment. Yes. Agree with number six, create your own environment. 
He says, you can set the formality and culture of your organization. Um, geez, I, I don't even agree with his second part. I agree with, you know, create your own environment because um, when you start a business, uh, like for instance, I'm in my office in, in Vancouver, Washington right now. Um, and I chose to be in this building. Um, you know, I, I, I chose our office uh, location. I, I, I picked the carpet. I picked the paint on the walls. Um, and ultimately, uh, I choose whether or not I work from this office or if I work from home or if I work from the beach or if I work from my parents' house in eastern Oregon. Um, I do get to, to choose my environment. And that's definitely a perk of um, owning my own business and, and going into business. But here's where I disagree. You can set the formality and culture of your organization. You can try. Um, you know, it depends on how big you get. Uh, I wish that I could just set in motion some sort of company culture and that's what it would end up being. Um, I think that I can definitely influence it. But depending on how big your company gets, you know, that culture is going to take on its own um, personality. And that personality is going to be impacted by every single thing that your company does. Every single person that you hire, uh, vendors can affect your culture. Your clients and your customers can affect your culture. The city that your business is in or the city that your business operates in can affect the culture and the formality of your your business, the market can affect the formality and culture of your um, of your business. So uh, that's yeah, I um, I agree, and then I also disagree. Number seven, pursue your passion. You can do what makes you happy. Um, yeah, pursuing well. You don't have to go into business to pursue your passion necessarily. I guess it's a perk. I will say that um, don't, don't go into business in something that you absolutely dread. That's not going to end well for you because it just takes too much time um, and it, it has to kind of consume, consume you, especially in the beginning, but also as, as your business grows. And if you're not uh, really dedicated and passionate um, within that, that space, um, you're not going to do the little things that are necessary to kind of push your business towards success. Um, you know, waking up in the morning and being enthusiastic about what you do. And then also on top of that being, um, you know, your own boss, uh, when you mix those two things together, that's a really great feeling. So, uh, pursue your passion, uh, yeah, I'll give him that. Uh, pursue your passion for sure. But if your passion doesn't make money, then uh, pursue something that makes money that you're also interested in. Uh, make sure that you've you've got a you know a few things working for you. Don't just you know um, uh, if your if your passion is is uh, something that you can't really monetize, um, but it's still your passion. Um, that can just be a hobby. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, hobbies outside of work. Number eight, create something from scratch. Ye yeah, C 
creativity is definitely a reason to um, to start a business. And creative people are usually drawn, or I won't say that creative people are usually drawn to starting a business, but people who start a business are usually uh, creative. Um, you know, just the notion of of starting something that wasn't there in the beginning uh, is that is creativity. So um, that's definitely a why. Uh, create something from scratch. He says, watch your organization grow from start to finish. Um, yeah, you know, looking back, a lot of this podcast and what I'll be talking about is um, reflection. And, um, you know, walking through or, or reliving some of my mistakes that I've made, um, as well as some of the successes and, you know, reflecting on the things that have worked, the things that, that don't work and, um, and, and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, create something from scratch is, is definitely a why I will agree with that. Number nine, meet new people, network with other entrepreneurs and professionals. Uh, meet new people. No, I don't agree with that. You're going to meet new people no matter what you do in life. If you have a job, you're working for somebody else, you're still meeting new people. Um, if you're, uh, I mean, there's so many people out there. Um, you don't need to start a business to meet new people. That's not really a driver. Um, that's kind of, uh, that's just something that's, that's going to happen. You're going to meet people, um, no matter what you do, you're definitely going to meet people in business, but you're not going to meet people just, you know, because you started, you're going to meet people because you started a business, but that's not the only way to meet people, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, so I disagree with that. Last one, build a team. That's yes. I think that building a team is critical to starting a business, no matter how big your business gets. Uh, you can't really do it on your own. Actually, you probably could. There are business models out there that you could do everything on your own. I wouldn't advise it. Um, I think that you know some of the critical things that I've learned are really around um, you know bringing in the right people for the right job. Um, you know, hiring a good CPA, for instance, to do your taxes and to give you advice around, um, your taxes because everybody has to pay taxes. You might as well, you know, have an expert, uh, that you can ask really good questions to around that. Um, hiring good lawyers or a very good lawyer, um, that you can communicate with is absolutely critical. Uh, I think, um, and depending on what type of business you go into, it's even more critical. Um, even if it's just maybe you don't see yourself going to court or being in some sort of lawsuit, um, that might just be a situation where uh, you need that counsel because you're filling out forms that are written in you know legal speak and you don't understand them and you need somebody to translate for you. Uh, that's a reason to, um, to have a lawyer. Um, in my business, we have clients sometimes that just for whatever reason don't want to pay us. And so we need to, you know, we need to have a lawyer reach out because if we're reaching out and asking them to pay us and they've told us no, um, then, you know, having a lawyer come in and just having that other voice, um, you know, working for you, uh, sometimes can, can lead that client to taking you more seriously. Um, and then also, 
You know, you need uh, just operating within the law. Uh, you're going to need advice. Um, period. So um, that's definitely part of building a team. And it's not even just that. It's you know, let's say you're going to start anything. If you're going to build a website for your business, you can either spend uh, tons of time learning how to you know code and and build a website, um, which is going to probably end up being a, a waste of your time or you can just outsource it. I love jumping on Fiverr and uh, you know, kind of shopping through logo designers, for instance, or people to make some music for an advertisement or a voiceover or a podcast intro. Um, you know, there's some really, really talented people out there who can whip up something really fast for you. Um, and they'll, they'll just do it better than you could do it. They'll do it in a shorter amount of time, and they're going to do it for relatively uh, lo- low amount of money. So um, you could see those people as a team. Um, and then, of course, in addition, you're going to, um, depending on what type of business you go into and how successful that business is, you'll probably end up hiring um, some, some people at some point. And that's, that, that can be fun. That can also be stressful though. So building a team. Yes, I absolutely agree. All right. That's 10. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that you found some, uh, value in what I talked about. Again, my name's Ash. I'm with Brilliant Gorilla. This is the Brilliant Gorilla Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.